0: Your website when there's a quotation from a lady who called up all mad that John Madden kept interrupting. Kept interrupting
1: you. everything I tried to say. <laughs> <laughs> he, Frank was great, but I couldn't
0: I couldn't get any of
1: the information because John Madden kept interrupting him. <laughs> you know, and, and I do. I mean, Frank starts to talk, and then you know that that lady, you know, what she should do is understand that Brett Favre would not interrupt.
2: Uh, <laughs> you. know, we gave him one of our uh, 20th uh, anniversary souvenirs. Your uh, coffee mugs here. John yeah, Anderson. you know
1: what you do is you, you take the mug and then you you, you you pour something hot in there. There's a picture there with the guys as they are now, and then when they, I mean when you put the hot thing in there, then there's a picture of them when they they, they, they you know look a little better. I mean I mean that's the best way to say. It. You could say that that they look younger, but I didn't. I want to say better. Listen, I can't even get into this box, man. You gotta. Let's open up right there, and you know, and then you go right there, and then boom! I mean, there it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, what, what a long straight strip it's been. I mean, that's what it says on there. And then when you put the hot, you can put you can put soup in there. I've been told, or, or coffee, or hot tea. Don't put cold tea; nothing will happen there. But you, you, the hot tea is what you put in there. I mean, I mean, you can probably you got anything hot, coffee, right there, then it will wake you up, and then you'll see the guys. I mean, it's unbelievable. Boom! I'm out of here. There
2: you go. There you go. Good job, Frank Caliendo! My God, you just killed him here this morning. Standing ovation for Frank Caliendo. We're all up. We're
1: all. (laughs) By the way, I'm fine now with gay marriages. As long as as it's a gay man marrying a gay woman, or a gay woman marrying a gay. Here's a guy still trying to do bits, and they're trying to go to break. (laughs) What is going on here? I'm just getting warmed up. Happy
0: to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're our teenage guest is Jockey Now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful, like well, look. Did that voice inside you say,
1: I've heard it all before?
3: It's like deja vu all over again.
2: It is Wednesday, September 27, 2023, and you are at jcontheline.com. Well, the forecast yesterday morning did say that there was going to be hail overnight but i don't think they had any idea it was going to be like this and if you have not heard st charles county really got bombarded overnight i mean there was baseball sized hail golf ball sized hail and a lot of cars damaged i had that happen once in a hailstorm in st louis and they had to replace the roof and the hood They say golf ball sized hail well the car looked like a golf ball with all the dimples in it. You know, there is a, a gal that I knew in St. Louis. This goes back about seven years, and she was dating one of these guys who was like Mr. Dent Removal Guy, Mr. Dent Wizard, or whatever it is. Um, this guy was hauling down close to four hundred thousand dollars a year, replacing the dents in cars that had been hail damaged with nice, smooth surfaces. Again, he was making money hand over fist. So those guys are going to get... And they travel around the country like nomads. You know, they go, oh, there was a big hailstorm in St. Charles County, in St. Louis, the area there, let's go up there. And then they all come up here from, you know, Texas in Oklahoma where they get most of their business, but they travel to where the problems are and they make good money and they're going to get plenty of business in St. Charles County. All that stuff has moved out of here. The big story is going to be the heat. Now, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but there have been politicians and media figures that have been telling you for years that the whole climate change thing is a hoax And you tell me, is it supposed to be 90 degrees for a week and a half, last week of September and the first week of October? Is that supposed to happen? Because that is what the deal is. Right around 90 degrees for highs, all the way through the middle of next week, which would be playoff baseball time for the Cardinals if they had bothered to win this year. By the way, the Cardinals announced Adam Wainwright is done now. He's not going to make another start. He ends his career with 200 wins. Redbirds actually helped the Cubs last night beating Milwaukee 4-1. to one. They play again today. Another sports-related story which may puzzle you when I first read it, and that is Celebrity Wheel of Fortune tonight on Channel 30 in St. Louis at 8 o'clock. One of the contestants is going to be Joe Buck. Now, one of the reasons Joe wants to do stuff like this and that his agent would like him to do stuff like this is that so he comes off looking human and normal and likable because when you have one of those jobs, you're a national play-by-play announcer, I got news for you. There is no love out there. No love. Everybody in every city is hates you and here's the reason why it's got nothing to do with joe joe does a fine job even though he doesn't talk to me anymore but i'm taking the high road on this but anyhow you know people who watch baseball and football all sports really you know they're used to their hometown announcers and the hometown announcers are there to drum up support for the hometown team they are cheerleaders for the hometown franchise now you get the national guy come in and his job is to appeal to an entire nation of sports fans. You can't do that. You have to be more objective and therefore it comes off sounding like, you know, the sports fan in Seattle is going, "He hates my team. He hates us." And so, we hate you, Joe Buck. Like I said, it's got nothing to do with Joe. That it's just it's an occupational hazard. People think you hate their team. Oh, and also they want to fight you. You know, the play-by-play guys will go in. And I remember Al Michaels and Dan Dierdorf telling me about this. I mentioned it on the podcast yesterday. You know, they go in and they decide to have a couple of drinks and maybe sit and waiting in the bar, waiting for their table to be ready. And some guy wants to come up and fight them. You hate my team. I hate you. Or in the case of like Dan Dierdorf, a former football star, you're not so tough some guy gets the loudmouth soup going, Yeah, it's so tough. Cured me of ever wanting to be a nationwide celebrity. I saw it very early on. I was talking with Frank Opinion on the phone yesterday morning, and we were talking about how neither one of us ever wanted to be famous on a national basis. Oh, it's great for your ego and everything, but from a practical standpoint, think about it. There's no place you can go, you can't hide can't just go to a beach, can't go to a shopping mall, can't go anywhere. People recognize you because you're nationally known. I don't want to live like that. Have to have bodyguards around. There's a family of Miami Dolphin fans, and they have a tradition of taking a shot every time their team scores a touchdown. Well, on Sunday, the Dolphins scored 10 of them. That family may be rethinking that tradition there was a twitch session yesterday Dolphins receiver Tyreek Hill said he wants to be a porn star after he retires now he could have been joking but his delivery was dead serious and I think everybody remembers where they were on this date in 1998 when Mark McGuire became the first baseball player ever to hit 70 home runs in a single season he held the record for three years until another cheater came along Barry Bonds raised it to 73 Watching that ball disappear over the left field wall. And there's just a little crease there between the seats and the top of the wall. And it disappeared right into there. And everybody was running around going, oh, who's going to get all the millions of dollars if you catch home run number 70? You're going to catch it. You're going to be a millionaire. And one of the stadium workers, Tim Fornaris, down there with the tractors and the hoses and everything. And he just walks over and picks it up and then gives it back to Mark McGuire. Here you go. Cardinals wanted to do something for him, and so they ended up giving him a minivan. Tim Borneris, I think, was about 23 at the time. What 23-year-old wants a a minivan? I mean, it's nice and everything. You get something free, but a minivan? Give the motherfucker a Camaro. You got to make Jagger's story here that is funny for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is who he compares the Rolling Stones to. And they were asking him about, what about a hologram tour? And Jagger said, no, I'm not opposed to a hologram tour. And he pointed to ABBA. Said, you know, they did a really nice job with their hologram concert. I'm like, wow. I'm surprised Jagger knows who ABBA is. But I will tell you, I think uh, SOS is one of the great top 40 songs ever made. Plus, Dancing Queen, but especially SOS. SOS is a damn good top 40 song. I saw a movie last night. I have to see one that they opens up. Okay, let's see here. Oh, it opens Friday. Okay. It's called The Creator. And these are my least favorite kinds of movies. These sort of sci-fi action, blow everything up, aliens running around, pow, pow, beep, beep, all that stuff. I hate those kinds of movies. So I went into the film last night reluctantly. What a surprise. What a surprise. And uh, I can't do the review yet until I think Thursday, but Thursday morning here on the podcast, we'll do the review of The Creator. It's the name of the movie. And one of the reasons I was going reluctantly is because I haven't heard a thing about it. Have you heard of a movie called The Creator? Now, there was a movie that was made 30 years ago with Joe Spano. Peter O'Toole was in the movie too, and Virginia Madsen that movie was no good but there was a shower scene with virginia madsen that was worth the price of admission let me tell you but anyhow this movie is called the creator and it opens on friday and i'll do the review later this week there is a little girl in this movie there's a little actress she's nine years old her name is madeline una voiles madeline una voiles and in the credits last night they show all the stars and they go and introducing Madeline Yuna Boyles. And you want to talk about an introduction. This kid is nine years old. I would not be surprised. And I'll go a step further. She deserves an Oscar nomination. Nine years old. I got goosebumps thinking about this. This kid, I've never seen somebody be able to speak just with their eyes. In fact, her first few scenes in the movie, she doesn't speak. And yet, you're watching her going, look at this kid. Look at this kid. How is she doing this? She's talking, but just with her facial expressions. It's been a long time since I've seen anything like this. The movie is sort of up and down. I'm going to give it a, a, a basically a good review. But the reason to see this movie is this kid. It's been a long time since we had somebody that young nominated for an Oscar, but she deserves it. I'm going to be really disappointed, in fact, if she doesn't. But we'll talk more about the movie a little bit later on. It is interesting, though, because the movie is set in the future. I think it's like 50 or 60 years in the future. And it's always very interesting to see when people do that, how they portray the world as they see it in their infinite wisdom as you try to project what the world is going to look like 50 or 60 years from now. What are we going to still have? What are we not going to have? And it's funny in the movie because some things are pretty much the same as what we have now. And other things are completely different, including limbs. You lose a limb, they just take a thing and go and put one right back on you and it works fine. But there's a lot of that stuff and a lot to like in this movie, The Creator. Anyhow, we'll talk more about it later on in the week. But this little girl, I cannot... I cannot stress this enough, how good she is in this movie. Okay, if you've been listening a long time to what I do here on radio and on the internet, you know that I sort of pride myself on the idea of knowing about things before anybody else. I've got sources all over St. Louis. i got sources all over the entertainment business, mostly in New York and in California. And I try to find out about things before anybody else finds out about them. That's why I have to say I'm a little disappointed and jealous of anthony mason on cbs this morning who this morning did this piece and if you're like me you didn't know a thing about this
0: Or with the cbs morning exclusive i can't tell you how much we love when that happens we've got one of the most acclaimed voices in rock music Song? yeah you do that's bad company frontman paul rogers singing their hit can't get enough of your love for the first time he's talking about a recent major health scare that nearly took away his ability to sing oh no he and his wife cynthia tell anthony as in mason how his new solo album helped him find his way back
4: paul considering what you've been through this is kind of a miracle it kind of is a
3: miracle actually it's a miracle to me too
4: Roger's new solo album, Midnight Rose, shouldn't come as a surprise. He's been making music for more than five decades now. As frontman for the group Free, and for the band he co-founded. The singer's often ranked one of rock's greatest vocalists. But four years ago, Rogers endured a massive health scare that he's kept secret until now. Was there a point which you actually couldn't sing? I couldn't do
3: anything, to be honest. I couldn't speak. That was the very strange thing. You know, I'd, say, I'd, I'd, I'd prepare something in my mind and I'd say it, but that isn't what
5: came out. And I'd go, what the heck did I just say?
4: How bad was this?
5: Eleven minor strokes and two major strokes.
4: Paul's so, wife, Cynthia Kerlick Rogers, says the first major stroke was sometime in 2016. The second, in October 2019, was the one that sent Rogers into major surgery. That had to be terrifying for you. It was
5: terrifying, but I couldn't be terrified. That's just taking time away from his healing process.
4: You were convinced he was going to heal.
5: Yeah, he had to. I was just praying. All I wanted to be able to do was walk and talk with him again. That's all I asked for.
3: I never say never, as Cynthia said.
4: Roger's surgeon said he needed an endarterectomy, a procedure to remove plaque clogging a carotid artery. cut
3: the neck, and he said that he was very careful because he knew I was a singer, yeah. and that when you cut the neck, it's very close to the vocal cords.
4: Did you know going in what the risks were of that surgery? Yes, I did. They yeah. told
3: me, they're very clear, you may not come out of this alive. And I said, oh, well, that's a plus, isn't it? <laughs> so it was like, fingers crossed, you know? Yeah. And when I woke up, I opened my eyes. I thought, oh, I'm still here.
4: <laughs> His doctor even had a playlist.
5: He said while well, he was performing the surgery he played bad company. And I thought, okay, hey, like which track? Please tell me it was seagull or you know something gentle, you know. know. Tell me it wasn't deal with the preacher or uh. you know, something like that.
4: Roger's son and daughter visited him after the surgery, but recovery was slow.
5: I would bring the guitar out in its case and I'd put the lid up. And he'd walk by and he'd put the lid down. And this went on for a few weeks. <laughs> I,
4: don't, I don't remember don't I that know you all. don't, love. You were trying to coax it.
5: I thought that music would be his, his way back yeah. to him. And it was, yeah.
4: actually. Yeah. It definitely was. It was six months before he played the guitar again. But gradually, the music came back.
3: Oh. Each thing was a step forward. Each, each thing that I did was an achievement, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can do this. I can sing. Yeah, that tempo feels
4: really uh, grooved, doesn't it? Again, a year and a half ago, Rogers went into the studio in Vancouver. How did it feel for you to hear him sing again? <sighs> hmm. Oh, no
3: oh sweet yeah it was
5: it was amazing yeah yeah i didn't i didn't think that would ever happen and i had heard him singing around the house and it wasn't what it was it It wasn't what it once was now you tell me no. <laughs> um but uh, yeah amazing to hear him sing again just
4: phenomenal yeah, to have an album to put on a turntable
5: i know i know
4: Rogers saw the new vinyl yes. for the first time first with time us. Look at that. Wow. It's on the newly resurrected sun. sun record label. Here comes the sun. And I say it's all right. <laughs> like the label, Paul Rogers is rising again.
1: Take a when you find it.
4: Yeah, it really is kind of a miracle, you know, what he's yeah. been through. Uh, you know, one of the things Cynthia said was part of the treatment that he did was he did uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatments, which she said were incredibly helpful. It was She said it was like watching a wilted flower come back to life. Mm. But it's been a really long road. They didn't want to tell anybody until he was really back. He said, I didn't want pity. I didn't want people to be yeah. sorry for me. Um, but it's it's been a remarkable recovery. A
0: lot yeah. of people feel that way when they're going through something. They yeah. don't want people to know. Now, he may be the star of the show, but... She to me is the secret sauce. Oh yeah, I love when she said it was terrifying, but I couldn't be terrified. And just that tender moment when he yeah. said, "I don't remember that," she goes, yeah. "I know you don't love." Yeah. I, that I hear that Anthony, it just yeah. melts me. Yeah. And she then lit- his reaction to her, yes, when she teared up. I yeah. love that.
4: They've been through a lot together. She yeah. literally slept in the hospital with him for weeks. I bet she.
2: Wow. That is a sensational piece, and I'm going to tell you something. Anthony Mason should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They should have some sort of a wing, almost like they do in baseball where where you have the Ford C. Frick Award for broadcasters, they ought to have that for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because Anthony Mason and people like Russ Mitchell and Dan Rather, for the last 20, 30 years, especially in Anthony Mason's case on CBS, he's been doing more to highlight issues and great stories about music. He's so good at it and he's been doing it for so long that i think musicians trust him now so they almost probably seek him out i would imagine when they have a story to tell because they know they're going to get a fair shake and they're going to get a good solid professional piece done by a guy who knows what he's talking about so we wish the best for paul rogers and we wish the best for me by the way you're going to get um a shortened version of the podcast here today, because yesterday I found a new ENT, and as you know, I've been struggling for almost two months now with laryngitis, and I got a half an hour to get there now for the appointment. They got me in right away, so I'm going to see this ENT, and we're going to see about this laryngitis see if we can get rid of it because it's really becoming a problem. So, again, a shortened version of the podcast today, but we'll give you your money's worth tomorrow. Spread the word if you can. Let everybody know we're here at jcontheline.com, Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. Have a great day. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye.
4: The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.